Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ratchet and Clank Part 2. Alright, and like I said before, this is Part 2, and joining me today is the same group as it always is. That is Craig, Mike, Luke, you don't need to say hi, we all know what you sound like. Hi. If you had... Oh, uh -huh. I just told uh -huh. you guys not to. Hi. If you haven't heard Part 1 then you should probably go back and listen to it because now we're going to be talking about the story and kind of our final thoughts and anything wrap-up that we have. So, gentlemen, right, let's do it. Story. What did you guys think? Do you want the plot synopsis? We already <laughs> got your plot synopsis, Mike. <laughs> uh, the story was perfectly serviceable. Didn't really do much for you other than just, yeah, it served its purpose. Yeah, it was, it was funny. That was the main thing I picked up from it. I think I laughed throughout this game uh, from mainly the narrator, uh, who's Quark. Quark. Yeah, it, it, his uh, little quips when you did things in the game were great, such as uh, <laughs> Ratchet knew that taking the easy way out wasn't wasn't a bad thing if you used auto-hack and stuff. And Yeah, it's enjoyable. I mean, I, I didn't expect much from the story going into this, but I had a really good time with the story, and it's funny. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, after I finished this, right, like, I, I'm kind of the same with you. I, I liked the story. It's a funny story, and there are some funny bits in it. I, you don't run into too many games that are genuinely funny without being annoying. Well, one of the really good things about coming to this game is that, although I played the future, tr well, two of the Russian Clank Future games, I sort of... Um, it wasn't until a lot later when we were on another podcast and I can't remember which one but out of the blue Dave basically said something along the lines of whoa that's Ratchet man about the voice actor of someone in a game I can't even remember which one it was but Final Fantasy X Titus was Ratchet James Earl Jones or whatever James Arnold Taylor big difference oh, that's the one that's the one <laughs> Good, good proof that I'm listening to the the excellent podcast that you're making, Dave, as well. <laughs> but, um, but, but what caught me off that was that I thought, well, obviously this is a significant person, and I wasn't 100 percent sure that I'd got the the comedy of these games. So, so coming back to it and you know getting into this one and you know genuinely laughing out loud at parts, it was it was quite quite cool indeed and you know it definitely substantiated what you've been saying you know how, how you'd remember the voice actors of these characters i think quark himself is he you know he steals the show for me to be honest all the time he's he's amazing and <laughs> I, I thought it was somewhat limpish in the movie but here he was you know well on form um i i couldn't help even the jokes which you know sort of Tell you know, uh, teleprompted straight away to me. Like I'd sort of laugh at him, you know, talking to the guy in the cellar and things. And I was like, "Oh God, not that guy again! What, what <laughs> sort of, you know, what sort of comebacks are you going to get from Quark this time?" But um, I don't, this is this is you know a reimagining of the first Ratchet and Clank game, and it's good to cement that universe in in this way. I, I thought. If a game's going to start a new franchise, it's going to start a franchise from anywhere. This this was a solid starting point. Everything's there. You know, you feel pretty intrigued from the start. It feels like the movie sort of clued me in a lot more to the you know the group 
the space rangers that he's going to try and join up with. So I think a few sort of details are missing along the way, but if you've seen the movie and you clued in... Well, that's what's weird. Like, uh, um, in the movie and the game, the Galactic Rangers, like the other members, play a huge part in the movie. Mm. They don't really in the game, and they've never really been a thing before. It's always just been Quark. Yeah, it felt like I was trying to... I was filling the gaps because I felt like Quark was the main main standout and of course he should be but it felt like i didn't see much of those other characters where whereas the movie you spent a lot of time with them and it felt like there's a there's some sort of like uh well i guess we'll get to this when we get to the disappointments of the game really so i'll, I'll leave it till then but there is a bit of a disconnect between what the movie gets and what the game gets it feels like you really do need both together to get the full full thing they missed a trick with this because i'm looking at the cast on imdb just now and Quark from Star Trek Deep Space Nine is one of the voice actors. <laughs> that he doesn't play Quark? But <laughs> Yeah. He's Dr. Nefarious. Um <laughs> Oh I that see where is is Mike, you're a Quark man. Dr. Nefarious for me, hands down, man. I don't know how many times I just cracked up because I love that character. And I mean I'm bringing, you know, some of the older games to it. But yeah, I think they nailed both Quark and Nefarious. Excellent in this. Uh, does anybody have any problems with the voice cast? I mean, I think the voice cast, just the game, not the movie, absolutely stellar. I couldn't pick a single problem with it. No, there's there's a lot of big names in it. One was John Goodman in the game. Yeah, John Goodman's in was it. it. Yeah, Paul. Ah, he's Gimato. the uh, mechanic yeah. that you work for. I was going to say that's probably the only the only person in the game who didn't leave a a huge impression, but sort of still cemented themselves from the start. That the first thought I was of when the game started, I was like, that guy. He sounded a bit like John Goodman, <laughs> <laughs> which is never a bad thing. And yeah, mm-hmm. of course not. Um, yeah, all all memorable stuff. That's a very. <clears throat> obvious statement to make but apologies yeah. that's all I've got no it's, it's fair <laughs> sorry yeah, the story kind of reminded me a little bit of Star Wars um, not just because it's set in space but oh everything remind Star Wars fans of Star Wars because it's so damn generic no but I'm sorry uh, okay ahead, yeah Rick. fair enough fair enough Jesus Dave Jesus uh, <laughs> but Ratchet is basically just Luke Skywalker you know he's he's desperately trying to get off this planet and join the, the rebels or well, there's a huge difference between rebels and galactic police force yeah but he's just a small They're boy opposed. doesn't know yeah who's... are they not the imperial army then are you not going to join the baddies look i hadn't really fleshed this out in my head when i said it okay <laughs> <laughs> well i thought the story was wonderful i really enjoyed it uh, from start to finish more so in the game than the film I think I, just to reiterate Mike's point I, he's completely right in the film it needs that extra cast because I, as a film to sit down and watch it wouldn't have worked with just watching cutscenes Ratchet run, <laughs> you know what I mean run about the place it needs it needs the fleshing out of the story whereas when you're playing it to get all that extra cast in you would have needed to make them playable characters or something or have we mini bits to do with them or tag teaming or something like that and well plus with a game too you can also do incidental dialogue like stuff over radio while you're doing something yeah. else where you can't really do that in a movie and i think no. that's why i think the game feels better just for the story because you get a lot of um 
you get a lot of backstory in the game while you're just running, like, um, the guy who wants the shards and you're running around the swamp and you're doing all that stuff. Wait. Oh, yeah. That's this one, right? Uh. <laughs> I suddenly brain farted on which Ratchet and Clank it was. About killing the sand, sand shark, is it? Or there's the one who wants the... I can't remember what they're called. The brains. And there's there's the brains as well, isn't there? There's a cool yeah. story. Yeah, the brains. I'll a little thing about the brains. Okay, no, the yeah, brains okay, is... thank you. As soon as you said brains. Okay, got it. Sorry, uh, there's, I played other Ratchet and Clanks recently, and I was like, oh, which one was this? But it's still that Western dude, right? Like the Western, blue Western dude with the hat? Yeah, yeah the, In the this? somewhat, somewhat okay. marijuana-infused lad, I think. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like even when you're going around, and you're collecting the brains and stuff. You're still getting bits of incidental dialogue, whether it be from that guy or from Clank or even just Quark calling. So that's stuff you can't do in the movie, but that makes you attach more to these characters. <laughs> and um, does it, does anybody else have a favorite character? Because like I said, I'm a nefarious man. Mike's a, a Quark man. Uh, Quark for me as well, I think. Craig? No, I don't have a favorite. I don't like to choose favorites. Oh, you're the worst <laughs> kind of parent. <laughs> I, well, you know, just to roll back to the story for one second, I, I do think the movie also got the actual Ratchet and Clank better than the game because I don't think the game fully cemented their relationship so much as here's the odd level where you're going to play as Clank now. It didn't feel like no, that whole story that's a good point. arc felt solid in the game, despite being pretty much the only main thing they had to really nail. Everything else was fine, but I think the main core well, story beat wasn't fully there. I think <laughs> with the movie, it ended the movie with them being, you know, the buds, like they always are. Whereas the game, it felt like there was going to be more to further develop that friendship. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like they seem like hesitant, you know, okay, yeah, I drank with you four or five times in the pub. Maybe we'll go hang out kind of friends at the end of the game, not what they are at the end of the movie but that's a good point thank you <laughs> i i haven't heard i haven't heard anything about a sequel being developed since they i imagine they're working mainly on spider-man i'm curious to see when that finally does come out what their next thing is going to be i'm kind of hoping it's a ratchet and clank is this something you guys would like to see a sequel to or are you guys good with one and done i get the fe- i get the feeling that i'm good I've just got a funny feeling that a sequel would disappoint in some way. It wouldn't. It would either be it's not Ratchet and Clank, you know what I mean? Like, uh, they've done something different and it's worse, or it would be completely different and worse. You know, like this oh, is. Wow, just... you're a Debbie Downer. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. There hasn't I, been a bad Ratchet and Clank game yet for me, so I I don't have a problem with faith in the developers because they haven't let me down yet. Granted, there's always a first time. But I wouldn't be too are you, worried. Are about you talking it. about a completely new? T- are you talking about a completely new one? Yeah, a sequel. That, oh, that's what a sequel right. is. Oh no! Right, I sorry, thought you meant got... also a remake of Ratchet Re- Two or something. Yeah, I thought oh, that's what I thought you oh, meant. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. No, no, I meant, I meant because where this ends up is very different from you know where Going Commando was uh, going. That's the thing. I, I think you're the, the only one, one who's so... played Going Commando, so it's. I, I didn't know that if, the, if it bridged straight to the second game or, or what, really. Oh, um, the first, uh, the PlayStation 2 version did go straight into 
I think it goes going commando, then up your arsenal. It might be switched around. <laughs> How many but times yeah, are you going to mention the third game's title in this podcast? What? <laughs> up your arsenal. <laughs> up your oh, arsenal. well, they're great. First of all, you guys don't get the cool names. We get the cool names, so I get the flaunted. You guys have to call it Ratchet and Clank 3. So, bleh. Okay, so they all work as a trilogy like the future trilogy does. So they all play right into one another. Where this one ends up, I don't see them going into the second one. So I'm, I imagine it would have to be completely new. Granted, my knowledge is a little fuzzy, but I'm pretty sure they would have to make a, a brand new sequel. I would I would take a new one. Contrary to what I was just saying about <laughs> five seconds ago, uh, when I thought I was talking about something different, I would totally take a new one because I've absolutely loved that and you can, like, looks urgency to play it again and again and again it sticks with you and imagine that again with a completely new game it just the potential there is huge it's a genre that doesn't get enough of love you know there's not enough of these games and i think that's maybe why this one stands out so well because there hasn't been a great platformer game that i can think of for a while on the playstation i i do worry about these that that um it wasn't until I came... I mean, I think I came to Ratchet and Clank quite late, to be honest, because I was always under the impression that they were basically just kids' games and that was it. But there's so much fun to have from this, no matter what age you are, really. And as, as a shooter, it's a good... You get a good good lot of value for money from it, even if you compare it to, you know, like Gears of Wars or whatever, really. Oh, yeah, it plays great as a shooter. The action is frenetic as all hell. So I'm wondering if a lot of people out there might have just misinterpreted it as a you know a game that's catering just for kids, like like I did with Pokemon, basically just or Pokemon, skipping over it just to uh, you know <laughs> come come back to it now at some stage in the future. Now I own a copy of one of the games. Oddly enough, I'm guilty of that myself with Jack and Daxter. Like I I went Ratchet and Clank instead of Jack and Daxter. And then you see Jack and Daxter, and like, oh, that's a stupid thing for kids. And then you see Jack Toon, and it's like, oh, that's a stupid thing for teens. <clears throat> and it just, I just kind of wrote off most of the series. I was exactly the same. Even though I, I played the first one, and I don't like it. But I think it's just, you know, choose your flavor kind of yeah. thing. I mean, uh, Luke, you mentioned something about we don't see a lot of these kind of games anymore. And uh, don't ever let Rare know <laughs> that we need more platformers <laughs> but uh, they are getting a little bit of a resurgence nowadays i mean you got things like ukulele you've got like a hat in time you've got a bunch of these games coming back and is that something you guys would really be interested in seeing or is it kind of once one every great while is fine with me see this is this is a genre i maybe kind of wrote off a bit too quickly um and i think it was on craig's recommendation that i picked this up and it's maybe touching final thoughts so I'll, I'll try and hold back on that but after playing this game and having so much fun with it it is i am now looking for more experiences of a similar nature like it's it really stuck with me and it's it's possibly one of my favorite games on the playstation 4 uh, and that that's amazing because like, think about how many amazing games there have been on the playstation 4 it's it it's stuck with me and that's why i picked it for the show it's been like what a year and a half since I played it, and I, I just want to play it again and mm-hmm. again and again. Um, so yeah, definitely Luke, looking for, Luke, out for more. 
That that wasn't I'm, just final thoughts for the game. That was final thoughts for this thoughts generation for, for you. <laughs> <laughs> you should so try I, hat get hat in time. It's on the store for like fifteen pound or something like that. Hat in time is pretty good. Yeah, I, I say mean, yeah. It, I haven't it, played it, but it looks. It's good. more older than. It's not like you'd get the same kind of con. Ratchet and Clank's combat is kind of what Ratchet and Clank's thing is. You don't find that too often. So then if um, both Mike and Luke and, well, even Craig, why not go backwards then? I don't want to tarnish it in a way. Like, um, there is the thing that I don't have enough time in. You know, I, I spend a lot of time playing games for the podcast as it is. So, But going back and playing a game which maybe doesn't have the same, you know, this this was my first one. And going back and playing a game that doesn't have the same graphical look and feel or... I don't want to tarnish it, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I, I, it'd be like starting with Street Fighter Five. I, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. For for me, replaying the ones that I own, the the trilogy, the PS3 ones. Uh, what what was the technical term for the trilogy? The future trilogy? No. Yeah. The second yeah. trilogy, whatever it is. Um, the it would inv- it would involve me moving from the living room to the dining room, and I just can't be bothered. Oh my gosh. What what's up with you, Mike? You, you don't want to put the disc in the tray? Is that your excuse? Um, I I I sort of have a feeling that I well, what from at least from reading games media coverage, I was under the impression that through playing the the future game, you know, Tools of Destruction and Cracking Time, that I'd already played what might have been the pinnacle of the series. Um, I mean, if if anyone wishes to tell me that you know the the original ps2 trilogy uh something that i i couldn't be without then of, of course i'd jump back to him i you know i've still got a ps2 i uh, would say into the nexus is like the third part of the future trilogy that was very good and that one was actually incredibly short that was shorter than this, this that was like five hours i think and it was done i, I have a odd feeling that um unlike you guys who actually bought this game I got it through PS Plus, um, but I think Into the Nexus might well have been a plus game at some point, although I can't be absolutely sure. I might even still have it. It's just I thought it was a spin-off game. I didn't realise it was a full part of the future trilogy. I didn't. I thought it was a, a, a future duology. I thought it was just... Oh, no. Um, with Quest for Booty being like a, an add-on. In a way. Oh no! Uh, yeah, it, it's a full Ratchet and Clank game. The one that you might be getting confused with was Full Frontal Assault, and that was a tower defense game, which uh, was a lot of fun too. Okay. okay. I, I, I guess I, I'm sorry if I come across like too overzealous for this, but this is one of those series of games where I think everybody should play them because it's that good, and you don't meet a lot of people, you know, especially in your 30s, who are like, "Yeah, dude, Ratchet and Clank, it's a great game series. It hasn't really been a bad game in there." And, you know, then you look weird when you hang out with the kids and you talk about Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, you just kind of can. So uh, I need to evangelize a little bit to get more people to actually see how good these games are because I don't think they get enough credit. And it is the exact same with Sly Cooper. But Sly Cooper is terrible. It's not, ter- it's not terrible at all. It is. What's bad about it's... Sly Cooper? Sly, Sly Cooper is good, but I don't think it's got anything on Ratchet. I'd rather play Sly Cooper than the PS3 ones, but I would rather play this, what we're talking about, than any of them. 
that makes sense. Yeah, okay, yeah, I can I can understand. And yeah, you know what? Going back to it, there's probably things that I'm not remembering that make the PS2 trilogy a little wonky. That's my dog. Hold on a second. I thought that was a phrase Ratchet, again. Shut up! <laughs> oh yeah, his dog's name's Ratchet. So <laughs> I, I guess, that's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, see, see, I'm so much a fan of these. Even my dog is named Ratchet. I don't know what I would name Clank, but I'm thinking about duct taping a toaster to his back. So, gentlemen, what are your problems with this game? We've all praised it to hell and back. So, what are some things that you would change or things you have problems with? I have two problems. Can I just get them off my chest? One is the aforementioned lack of jetpack sections. There should be much more of it. I would be perfectly happy if half the game was jetpacking. It's so satisfying. Um, but Play my Dark actual, Void. My actual only complaint, the only thing that I found jarring about the whole game, and it kind of took me out of the fun a wee bit, was say you're, you've went through a few planets and you get the magnetic boots, the magna boots, and you remember that there's a gold bolt on a planet you've previously visited... When you go back to revisit that planet, there's no enemies, it's barren, and it feels like, like if it was in the film, it feels like they shot the scene, and then everyone went for lunch, and and you just run back into an empty scene. Do you you know what I mean? And I just found it really odd that they didn't just refresh the enemies or or something, just something in there. That's kind of a double-edged sword, because, yeah, it would be fun to go kill those things again, but then you'd also have the, ah, oh, crap, they're all back. I've got to kill everything again. I That's a good point. I don't know where I would stand on that. In a game where your objective, like your, your side objective is to collect like a currency from enemies, you can see why you'd want enemies there. That's a good point. Um, Now, Luke, since I'm sorry to interrupt you, Craig, if you have one more thing, I just want to ask something. Uh, Luke, since you're almost at a platinum, did you do the farming of enemies yet for like raritarium and stuff? Yeah, I, I got the platinum. I did all of that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You got the platinum. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, did that drain your enjoyment of the game at all? Uh, not really. This game, after a couple of playthroughs, I just kind of turned the sound down and just listened to like some albums or some podcasts. So, uh, no, it was a good one to grind out. You know, like that sort of OCD <laughs> grinding. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Craig. Sorry about interrupting. Did you have anything else? No, no. That that was pretty much it. As we said before in the last episode, the the weapon selection was vaguely clunky, but not in a really bad way. If you just took the time to prepare, um, no, I I don't have I don't have much on it. That was pretty much it. Uh, okay. The- I don't think I've been harsh enough on games recently. <laughs> so I think. <laughs> I think the truth is... It could be that we're just playing good games. It, it, it might well be, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to level some some questions here in terms of what could be a negative. I think a lot of this... Get, it, it, don't get me wrong, it's a lovely game to play and I, I enjoyed every second with it, but if we'd applied this sort of huge step up, like PS4 remastered sort of addition to something like tools of destruction or cracking time do you think we might have had even more praise for the games or do you think it's i mean that's got to be you a think it's weaker 
I, I mean, then I, the, once it came back, I think four? there was there was a lot of weapons in this game, and admittedly, I I probably didn't use enough of them to be honest. But it did feel like maybe because it was sort of based on a an, a much earlier game that maybe it did did strip it back a tiny bit. I mean, it's a shorter game. I remember spending ages with uh, Cracking Time and Tools Tools of Destruction. Um, but I just wonder. You know, whether you're actually a... touching on some of my problems mm. with it, Mike. Well, I'll stop touching like I... before I get what? Uh-huh. thrown in jail. Oh. No, you can touch all you want, <laughs> sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that that's my that's my big question in terms of. Then uh, again, that's that's not really a negative. So I'm being a bit weak here when it comes to being no, negative. Michael. I, I know we. I know what you mean. I'm kind of. I'm feeling. I'm feeling what you're putting out. And I'm feeling it, and it feels familiar to me, but I want to give you it back rather than take it. <laughs> if that makes any sense. You, you, you know what it feels like to me sometimes? Like, Craig, you might remember this too. You remember when we did the Breath of the Wild podcast, right? There were problems you could find with it, but you felt like a dick finding them. <laughs> that was that summarizing. Because it, it's things are are easily overlookable. And that's not a word, but I'm going to go with it. The, the only complaint I have about this game, and it's so small, it's barely worth raising, is the final boss is not enjoyable. It's it's It was just a letdown, that boss. I, I think, Craig, you said you, you didn't enjoy him as well, but it just felt a bit meh. It, it would have been better just being a cutscene almost. Do you know what's really irritating? As Resident Games Master... <laughs> I actually got ground pounded by that guy three times in a row and didn't realise there was some sort of routine to moving around the platform. You have to fly off the thing, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not, I, that happened I wasn't to me as well. Really, uh, it, was, it was absolutely gutting. When I realised it, it was a lot easier if I just used a bit of initiative and, you know. Oh, God. That was a bit, a bit disappointing. And it only took, what, two, two and a bit platforms to finish him off? And I'd been doing some sort of weird yeah, way. Yeah, of making he's it. he's a wet fart of a boss. Oh, but only once you you get get into your head that it's a little bit different to the rest of the game now enough. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, I can totally see that. Um, I have a question that hopefully will be edited out because I look like a moron. Okay. If it's not. Is a lombax a real animal? Oh. <laughs> oh. No. Um. Is a clank a real animal? Was the Colosseum... The Colosseum wasn't very big in this, right? Like, you know, the... There was only, like, what? Seven or eight challenges? The what? Come <laughs> away. The, the Colosseum... Uh, tell, tell me I'm not thinking of the, the, the PS2 one. With the... Uh, you know, where you, you have challenges you have to go down and do? In, like, an arena? The arena. I don't remember this. Oh, oh you mean... Oh, that arena. No, I don't remember an arena. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I'm even getting confused with the first one. It wasn't. I'm sorry. So it wasn't in this game. <laughs> okay, all right, thank you. I'm sorry, guys. I just it, it's it's hard to keep track. You play through f- twelve of them. Ah, uh, okay. So that would then that would be a god. Leave it in. Doesn't matter if I look like a moron. Who gives a shit? Um, that Cut. would be one of the problems I have with this was there was no coliseum or arena or whatever you want to call it to where they just give you. Here's an open arena. Here's about seventy-five enemies. Go nuts! 
<laughs> that would be I cool. I wish they would have done that here. They are so much fun. And if you like that, you can play Ratchet Deadlocked, where the whole game is just a giant Hunger Games arena. It's great. Um, another problem I would have was what Mike was touching on. I think it's too short. And yeah. I think it's too short because it's tied to the movie. Because most other Ratchet games aren't this brief. Like, do you guys remember your first playtime? Like, I got this done in a day. Dave, you did Persona in two days. <laughs> it wasn't as quick as that, but it was brief. But I th- I find it part of its charm because you pick it up, you can blitz through it and then fire on some cheats and go through it again. And it just, it's... Well, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, the gameplay is fun enough. It doesn't hinge on the story. So it's fun to just go and run about and blow everything up. And then you can go... And you've got so many weapons. The second time I played through it, I almost exclusively used the Rhino when I could. And I never touched it once during the first playthrough. It makes you change and chop. And can, can we just state now, the sniper rifle is the most useless weapon. I never know. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. I never know why to add that thing every game. <laughs> um, no, and, and to let you guys know, I, I bought this day one, had it pre-ordered, paid full price for it, and beat it the day I brought it home. Ooh. And... It was so much fun that I didn't mind that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but looking as, as a part of my collection, I wish it was longer. Yeah, or like a DLC or something was added afterwards. I can see that. Um, how long to beat says this game takes 10 hours just for one playthrough and a completionist would look for 20 and a half hours, which I think is about what I put into it. Really? Um, uh, To get the platinum, yeah, I, I did put... I mean, I think I had to play through it two and a half times. Okay, um, well, two, oh, sorry, I, I was sticking up against that playtime. To be fair, since I had just seen the movie, I did skip all the movie cutscenes. Okay. So, yeah, that, that might have been why the playtime was that short. I'm going to pledge right now to you, Luke, that I'm going to join How Long to Beat and add my record and drop their time down to nine hours. So, do not worry <laughs> about that. Yeah, because I, I don't remember it being that long. And every time I've played through it before then, it's been on, like, you know, the 1.5 speed, so that throws your time out of whack. It's maybe that thing that you're just so familiar with Ratchet games that you're, you know, blasting through it, but... Yeah, that could I be too, it, too. I explored... Yeah, I explored every nook and cranny in my first... Oh, first see, I, I went... I, I went um, I went more, okay, let's get to the end, because I know that's when stuff opens up, and then the uh, second right, playthrough okay. is when you go through and you get everything. Okay, yeah, it's a completely different A very game. cool thing about the Ratchet and Clank games is that they sort of, they're a pathway back to, um, you know, the old state of mind from years back where you'd finish a game, you'd probably play it again. And, you know, it's quite evident that everyone apart from me, <laughs> unfortunately, has, has actually, you know, come back to them. But the previous Ratchet and Clank games I've played, I did stick, stick with them, you know, for like multiple playthroughs, at least two in most cases. That's, I, that's a brilliant yeah, thing. Yeah, that's pretty rare nowadays. That, but that's what I used to do with every game back in the day. So oh, yeah, back <laughs> yeah. when we were made of time. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so it, it, <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I, I think over the course of the podcast, you you know our, what's coming in our final thoughts. I mean, I don't think any of us are going to turn around and go, nope, you know what? This was a waste of time. I'm not I'm not buying it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Yeah, just final thoughts, gentlemen. I'm I'll, just let me get this out of the way. I think this is one of the best exclusives for a system that already has an amazing library of exclusives. 
if you have a PS4, you should at least play this once. And that's where I'm going to leave it. It, it, it. To me, it's that good. Okay, so to continue on from that, if it's if you've got it on PS Plus, play it, because it, you've got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a no-brainer. <laughs> um, let me delve the my memory banks for a second. Well, my final thoughts then, wrapping up, would be <laughs> <laughs> that it's actually it's a fantastic release as you say Dave an exclusive that just should be played by everyone that has this console it's one of the best looking games on the Playstation and it's just so pleasant to play that everyone should have it in their lives so yeah I liked it if if that didn't come across there 6 out out of 10 yeah you know I'm, I'm the guy and on the team who quite often just mocks American games to be honest <laughs> and it's quite obvious but there is no mocking here um, it's it's a brilliant game I, you know you could trick me into telling me it's by, by a Japanese developer I'd probably believe you and then I'd realise it's by Ted Price and I'd cry for a little while before I'd met him it's quite good so there you go beautiful beautiful Ted Price I think as Dave said, this is one of the best exclusives on the PlayStation 4. Uh, it's w- the most fun I've had with the game of this genre for a while. Uh, and I'd recommend it to anyone, you know, adult or child. Um, I think it'd be a great game to play with your kid if you're getting them into gaming. Um, I know my niece, is she's getting a PlayStation 4 for her birthday. Spoilers. Uh, and I'll be giving her my box copy of this game. Not as her birthday present. I'm not that stingy, <laughs> but I'll be giving her that as well, uh, just to see if she likes it. It'll be really interesting. You know, she's she's hitting that those teenage years where she's too cool for this sort of stuff. But I honestly think she'll have a blast with it. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm really glad that everyone likes it. Yeah, and and on that note, you've you've done a solid, Luke. You chose a good choice, so thank you for the recommendation it's the first time in two years I know I know all these stuff <laughs> on it's a very good point games. I forgot this was a loot game it's a shocker isn't it well, hang on hang on I've changed my mind I hated it I absolutely hated it <laughs> as bad as Yoshi's Island hands down a better Zelda than Zelda you know what you know what I have said that in the past and I it's not better than Breath in the Wild alright but it is better than almost every other Zelda game. Yeah, I think... Re- Breath of the Wild's not a traditional Zelda, though. So we go over no, it, it is a sort of like... A, it's a slow period of getting you back from that, you know, those dire times of <laughs> Yoshi's Island. But Well, uh, Craig's got bullet storm coming up, so... I, come on. So, so, gentlemen, while you just said something we're going to be doing later, uh, next episode, uh, you can probably listen to is going to be a retro rewind but our next big bit effect game is going to be a massive game and i don't want to give it away per se but i just want to say oh. persona <laughs> let's get away <laughs> persona let's yeah so away. we're going to be doing persona 5 and i really wish we could pay that guy enough to sing that song for us so i don't have to <laughs> uh so yes so we're going we wanted to do an easy game with ratchet and clank and the next one is is a massive behemoth of a game. So if you want to try to play along with us, I suggest you really get cracking because she's a monster. And I anybody else have anything left to say? Oh, well, 
I guess I guess it's time. Um, I did a little volume one of BGM Select Critical Hits the other year. It was quite good. I enjoyed doing it. And I'm going to bring back volume two. So look forward to that in the coming months. I, I shall. Be full of nice, lovely music. And if you want anything played on there, send us a, a tweet or email or other sort of electronic message. And I will massage Or you can show up at our door, to be honest with us. You can just knock on the door and say, do. hey, do. I want some Wild Guns music. Yeah. But, oh, okay. Well, that, I'll take that request straight away. Thanks, Dave. Done. <laughs> <laughs> All that's left to do now is say goodnight. That's right, Craig. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> say goodnight, gentlemen. Goodnight, gentlemen. Goodnight, gentlemen. Good night. Good night. Follow us on Instagram. Good night.